Welcome back, Kofkin Bond listeners. Today, we're joined by Wayne Walsh. Wayne is the founder and director of the Premier Group, a leading provider of commercial air conditioning and mechanical application to the domestic, industrial, and commercial sectors. Established in 2000, they specialize in industrial and commercial installation and maintenance of air conditioning, refrigeration, and mechanical system. Being an Australian-owned and operated company, it prides itself on its quality of service, friendly staff, reliability of products, and their consistent, fast response to call-outs. Wayne talks about his story from his child upbringing all the way through to his driven entrepreneurial spirit to establish this business. He talks about his family and how he's loved to bring them in to his current environment and that he wants them to drive the business forward. So sit back, listen, and enjoy Wayne's story um, as much as we did. Welcome, Wayne, from Premier Air. You've been a client here for a number of years, and we know you're an avid podcast listener as well. Thank you, Tony. And we have asked you to come on as a guest and tell your story. Now, I will preface this for everyone, if it's okay, Wayne. Yes. You're a humble man. Yes. So it's, um, you know, you're not necessarily somebody who would go out there and tell your story. So we Mm. feel very honoured to have you here today. Uh, for you to be able to share that so thank you and welcome to our podcast thank you tony yeah so it's uh you have been enjoying them for a while yes and we've had we've had a lot of different uh guests along Mm. yep now been great one of the reasons why i've actually asked you in here today to actually be a guest because i actually do really gel and love your life story Mm. and one of the things about being a successful entrepreneur it can be lonely yes you know so when you're working very long hours, uh, you've got, you know, young family, uh, you know, babies basically, and you're working as hard as you can to try and grow a business and pay a mortgage and um, support the family. But it's not just that, it's it's also a case of when you work long hours, you tend to not socialise as much as what you might have when you were younger, you, yes. because yeah. you're, you're building something and mm. you, you're creating a future for the family. But also, too, you've also been very active in respect to your sporting life as well. So I, I really want everyone to talk about today yeah. how you actually, nothing, nothing lacks in your life. And mm. what I mean by that is you've worked hard, you are very successful financially, but more importantly, you're unbelievably successful as a family. Yeah. yeah not just as a husband and as a father, but as a family. Yes. And your health is exceptional. Mm. You're one of the, the healthiest people I know, never mind healthiest mm. for your age, yes. uh, that I actually yeah. know. So you've let nothing in your life actually lack. Mm. Can I just ask before we sort of start, a, you know, in respect to the business journey and life and things like that, that drive, where does that come from? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, being, being a youngster? I know it wasn't a privileged upbringing. Yeah, so I was born with my sort of drive and my sort of survival instincts. Yeah. Uh, I sort of grew up, my parents were separated. I lived with my mum, and uh, when I was 10 years old, she died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, our dad come and collected us sort of uh, the, the night that she died. Uh, and we went and lived with our sort of dad. My dad was sort of, uh, he was only 28. He was sort of a young man. He was, um, you know, at that stage of his life, or all his life, he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic at that stage. So a lot of the times he wasn't around. He loved us and he was a good father. 
but uh, my brother and I sort of grew up on um, uh, fish fingers because that's all we could cook. Yeah. Um, so we had fish fingers and ice cream. So many a night we were sort of uh, that's what we'd sort of have. Um, at 15, I started an apprenticeship uh, and went straight into sort of refrigeration air conditioning, which yep. was what my father did. Yeah, okay. Uh, both his brothers, two of his brothers, did the same sort of trade. Yeah. Uh, my father's grandfather, or my father's father, was a uh, refrigeration mechanic. He'd uh, he'd studied that biocorrespondence during the Second World War. Okay. So uh, I went on from the apprenticeship, um, you know, worked for a couple of different companies. And then eventually in my sort of late 20s, I started my own business and yeah. just as a sole trader to start with. Yeah. And then sort of uh, I actually went into partnership with my father who'd sort of retired and come out of retirement. He retired sort of young. Um, and we sort of had a business together for about... So your father was only about 18 odd years older than you? That's right. That's so right. That, that's, that's, that's even less than what our... What, 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 I'm 54, you're 32, so he's uh, 31. So basically that's... You know, that's, that's like working with you know, someone who could be a friend that's in right. respect to that age that's gap. Right. Yeah. yeah, so you, like, my, both my parents were young. My mum died at 28, yeah. like a uh, very young age to, to yeah. die. It just come out of the blue, you know, yeah. just dropped dead in the backyard. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, so uh, I went into business with my father. That didn't work can out. I, can I ask where the drive, though, still came from? I mean, you've had to, from a young age, grow up quickly. Yes. Um, so I'm assuming from, um, you know, that story, you said you, your father was a loving man, mm. but you and your brother would have had to get yourself to school, uh, get your own lunches prepared, I'm assuming. You would have... Um, so that journey of actually just growing up so quickly and doing that, and I know my father actually... Now, you and I are the same age, mm. so it's not you're the same age as my dad, but mm. he went through that sort of same journey himself as well. Where do you think that self-drive then comes from? Is that something that learns? Is it something that no, if fear I, inside, you overcome that no. fear? I, for me, it's just a survival instinct that I was born with, and the way I am is the way I was born. Like yeah. I just had a very, you know, like looking back at it, you can say it's a, you know, it's a drive, but it's, yeah. it's just a, an instinct. What about uh, your brother? I, is he similar? No. No, okay. No. So is he older or younger? He's three years younger. Okay. Yep. Did you were you did you feel responsible for having to look after him when he was younger? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So do you think do you think that he not didn't necessarily need as much of a drive as what you had because his big brother was there to look after him? No, it's just that I think we're just born sort of differently you know yeah, some okay. people are born you know a certain way and other people are born a, another way yeah but can you see anyone in the in the family in the past that you might have actually got that from that drive yep. yeah um you know possibly my father my father was you know a very successful uh, person within his own right yeah but his problem was as an alcoholic yeah uh he was good up until you know he was a functional alcoholic up until a certain age which yeah. is say you know his 40s yeah and then he become a non-functional alcoholic yeah so that okay. affected uh his success yeah uh, because you know you made you make some bad decisions and you know it, it, it's easy to sort of uh lose everything yep. yeah can can i ask with that drive and you've you've done your apprenticeship you've started your business you're only young you're only yep. in your early 20s you're also a very healthy and fit man, yep. without any doubt. Did you do a lot of sport as a kid, or was I there did no a lot time? Of sport as a kid. Was, yeah. I, I've always exercised my whole life because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, so I've just always done that. that. Amazing always, endorphin rush. Yeah. Yeah. I've always eaten well. 
um, when I sort of uh, you know started the business and I was in business with my father at this stage I was coming up to 30 I had sort of uh, uh, two kids uh, I started to sort of miss training sessions yeah and I thought nah, it's no good being successful uh, and a, you know a, a successful fatty yeah, um, yeah you know that I end up being sort of you know uh, successful but not healthy. Yeah. So uh, I said, right, I've got to change this. So uh, when I was 30... But you would have been working long hours still too. I was, I was, yeah. 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 But back in those days, I'd sort of, uh, I changed to running was my primary um, uh, exercise mode. So, you know, I was a part of the South Melbourne Running Club. Uh, you know, I'd train over there every night, uh, you know, come home and do more work sort of once the kids were in bed. But um, yeah, I just sort of uh, was just, I just made sure I got to, you know, I, I ran six days a week. Uh, and I did that for uh, many years. Yeah, and you're you're a very good runner. Not, so, not a bad runner. Yeah, you know, so just, just a club, just a just a you know, just a club runner, just a sort of you know, a sort of hack, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can say that, but it's still better than ninety percent of the population. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, from that basis, yeah. so mm. it's um, you know, and it's, but as you said though, a lot of this stuff comes from your inner drive. It's it's not necessarily something that is. You m- might not have been you know the Rob D Costello mm. of a marathon runner. Yes. But you're still better than most people because mm. you got up there and did every day. And there's yeah. one thing I've always said is that you don't, you won't necessarily be the best in the world, mm. but you'll be the best you can be mm. if every single day you turn up and yeah. actually do it. Because that means every single day you're improving, mm. uh, you're learning something new. You and when you run, you're competing against people who are better than you. Yeah. And there's nothing like training with people that are better than you mm. to actually make you want to improve. Mm. That's you know? right. So there's an old. I remember my old running coach. He used to say when it came to training, it was uh, train like you've never won and race like you've never lost. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, and it was, it was a really good attitude to sort of bring into yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've, you've got that, you're, so I'm assuming you're up very early in the mornings. Yes. You're yeah. working, you, you, were you training in the mornings or training in the evenings if you're running? Uh, in the evenings. In the running. evenings, yep. Yeah. Okay. So how do you then work with to gel all this together? you Building a young business. Yeah, you got two young kids at the time. Mm. Uh, you're married. How do you keep your health together? Drive a business forward to actually build a business, and we'll talk about the business and where mm. it is today. But also keep a family together because family is so. Having met all mm. your family and yeah. being part of that and being mm. honoured to be part of all yeah. your family. Mm. Um, you, you see the gel and love between you all and respect is just mm. amazing. Yeah. You know, so how do you then, you know, uh, work with the family to make sure they understand all that they're on part of your journey and you're still part of their journey? I guess without, without even realising, you just lead by example. Um, you know, like uh, a few rules we have, you know, we always sit down and we always sit down at night time and eat dinner together. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I never missed a day of sports for the kids, you know, yeah. a sports day. Uh, my, my day re- revolved around attending their sports day. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, give them plenty of love, be a part of their lives, tell them constantly, even when I get off the phone from my kids now, you know, my son as well, it's like, love you darling, and yeah. straight back whether there's anybody around or anything, you know, uh, they'll all say, love you dad, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just uh, the way we are and it's just um, spending time together, like uh, even now they're sort of all left home, we still have, you know, holidays together. We still uh, spend lots of time. I'm a grandfather yeah, now. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, uh, you know, I'm loving that part of my life. And I, I say to my wife, 
was I like this with our own kids? I don't remember loving them as much as I love Freddie. My, but, uh, my, my dad made a statement to me um, when my sister had a grandchild. He goes to me, man, you just love your grandchildren way more than your kids. And I said, <laughs> I said, are you allowed to say that? He goes, well, I can hand the grandchild back when they're being naughty as well. He goes, I couldn't hand you back. But he goes, I just love your grandchildren way more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that was a great statement by him. Yeah, and his grandkids turned back for Richmond. Yeah. So it's... Um, but. But it, 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 is, it is true, though, from that aspect is because you're a young grandfather. Mm. Well, you, you know, you're young grandparents yeah. on that basis. Yeah. But it's not just your age. You're actually still very youthful. You're mm. actually still because you've kept your youth, you've yeah. kept your energy mm. levels up as well. So you've got, you've got the privilege of having owned or own a successful business. Yes. But I say the privilege was hard fought, mm. you know, so it's, um, it wasn't handed to you mm. by any means. No. It, was, it was really, really hard fought. And even today, I know you, mm. you crawl through events that you shouldn't be doing anymore, mm. Wayne, so yeah. it's, uh, mm. but you still do that. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's a case of that immersing in your life. And when we were down at your office, uh, not last week, the week before, mm. little Freddie was there, mm. you know, so it was uh, in the office, yes. you know, yeah. so, and it, mm. was, it was actually because... You know, your daughter basically is the general manager of the yep. business now as well, so mm. running the business. So, so ha- having him there, it just must be wonderful feeling for you, and the rest of the staff seem to love it as well. Yeah. All right. I'll just yeah. take it back. So my, yep. my my eldest daughter, Alan. So she's Alan. Yeah. She, she's sort of like we wouldn't call her general manager yet, but that's, okay. That's that's where she's sort of uh, heading. That's well, where, what what that's we, we want it. What we yeah. witness, she's certainly yes. well on track. That's she's right. on her yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, but having, you know, you know Ellen in the office and yeah. Freddie there yeah. when we were there as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether that's an everyday occurrence. It's every, it's every, every Tuesday. Yeah, so okay. my wife comes in and uh, yeah. she sort of uh, looks after Freddie while, so Ellen can attend to sort of, you know, the yeah. tasks that she's sort of uh, looking after. Okay, can we, t- can we talk about, because the business is successful. You've got yeah. uh, 30-odd staff yeah. uh, working with you. Uh, very successful business, great clients. Uh, you still are out there doing it no differently than what you were when you were twenty. Uh, a little bit, little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. well, you, well you, you're still, you're still, you're not necessarily under tools anymore, yeah. but you're still finding that business. Mm. Yeah. You're still, you're yeah. still, you still got that real entrepreneurial growth yeah. mindset mm. about what you're doing. Can we talk about bringing in uh, Callum and Ellen into yeah. the business and your thought process behind that, and sitting down with them both when mm. it first started, and actually said. Would you, are you going to, is it something that you thought they were always going to be part of anyway? Uh, did they always want to be part of it? Yeah. Can, we, can we talk yeah. through that journey? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, as, a, as a sort of father and a sort of business owner, I, I always thought it would be lovely for the kids to be uh, involved with the business, but it did never look like it was going to be that way. But I always hoped at some stage in their lives they'd sort of, they'd get to a point where they'd say, geez, Dad did all right. Um, maybe we could become involved in the business. So uh, uh, for me, like I left school at 15, started an apprenticeship, I knew by the time I was 18 how lacking in education I was. So I wanted my kids to be well educated. So uh, that was one of my goals in life was to make sure my kids are well educated. So once we had children, uh, our kids were well educated. Um, it was something that we sort of, uh, you know, um, enforced from home, like, so they were well educated. Uh, Alan, the eldest, she did a commerce, she had double degree, sort of commerce and sort of arts, uh, and she did Japanese and the arts. Uh, Callum did commerce, uh, and my younger one's doing commerce as well. But uh, Callum sort of 
halfway through his sort of uh, his uh, degree, he said, "Oh, maybe this is not for him." And we sort of said, "No, you started it, you finish it, and then you can sort of look at what else you want to do afterwards." So he started to look at a trade. Uh, and he was looking at maybe becoming a builder. And I said to Callum, I said, why don't you just come into the family business, um, do an apprenticeship, and then you can make enough money, you take over the business, you can make enough money and you can do building on the side. And he said, mm, I'll try it. But he'd always worked from the time he was How 14. How old was Callum at this stage? Callum was uh, 23. Yeah, okay. Yep. 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 He'd always worked worked in the, in the business on school holidays, uh, weekends when we needed extra labour and gave him pocket money. But he was always treated as a labourer. Um, so once he started an apprenticeship, he just loved it from, from day one. So, um, you know, and, and he's known from that point that he's training to be the manager, the sort of the owner uh, down the track. And then um, my oldest daughter... Um, while she was sort of, you know, the last sort of, say, 12 months, uh, she just sort of uh, said, look, is it possible that I could uh, come into the business as well and um, Callum and I could take over the business? And uh, I said, fantastic. So um, so Ellen's been coming into the business. She's on maternity leave now. Um, but she'd been coming into the business and sort of uh, uh, having her sort of input. And, and two kids, they're just smart kids, they're just fantastic. So and they're actually unbelievably really likable. Yeah, really, they are. really, got great really, really great personalities. Uh, they they, they handle people better than I do. Like I'm, I, you know, I can be known to be, um, you know, pretty abrupt. I've had to tone myself down from you know the young man that I was. That was just you know, <laughs> uh, yep. you know, otherwise I'd have nobody working for me. Yeah. So um, that's the way it's gone. But they're they're better at sort of managing people, dealing with people. Yeah. They're just smart. Yeah, but the the I mean, the people the the adults that they are today mm. is because of the way you guys raised them when they mm. were kids. Yes. So they are who they are today because of all your input and everything that you've yep. actually done. When when you actually are looking at the kids and having been down with your team and you know having the privilege of actually being in your team meeting yep. um, a couple of weeks back, the whole office is so cohesive. Mm. Everyone works so well together. Mm. How how was it when Ellen and Callum came into the business? Now, you know, as you said, they haven't come in as the boss. You know, Callum's mm. doing his apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, so he goes out there on the tools just mm. just like everyone else does as well. How were how did they fit into the business? Or they'd been working there since they were kids anyway. They knew everyone because you've got a, you've got good yeah. longevity in the yeah. team. So uh, Ellen had sort of like all through university, she'd worked uh, you know a couple of days a week. Um, just sort of uh, just inputting data and just sort of helping out answering phones etc um, yeah just like you know Cal come in as an apprentice and like he's a fourth year apprentice now um, like he, yeah he just like the, the kids are like as you said picked up they're very good kids there's no pretension you know no. they're not pretentious yeah. or you know they're just uh, they get along with people um, yeah they just uh, fit it in and um yeah, they get along with everybody, um, they're likeable, so yep. it's, it's been an easy sort of uh, entry path. Wayne, you spoke about your um, education, leaving mm. school at age 15, mm. and the fact that education was going to be so important with your children, mm. and and which which they've done really well. Mm. You've, you, you haven't had, you don't have a commerce degree, mm. uh, everything you've done and everything you've built, yeah. you've learned yourself along yes. the way. Yeah. Um, in respect to the, you know, do you, 
was it do you think it held you back not having a degree in respect to building because it's it's not that you're just great at your trade mm. you've actually built a business mm. and that certainly from the optics that we see has mm. never actually held you back mm. whatsoever you've still actually built this amazing great family mm. business yeah. uh, which will now be you know intergenerational mm. uh, from your aspect as well and that was when we first met was one of the things we were talking about mm. was you know, the exit plan for you, uh, mm. for your business. You mm. know, you, you've actually got two great exit plans mm. uh, sitting there now mm. for you personally. Mm. Do you think any, any of that, you know, have, not having that commerce degree has ever held you back? As We don't see it no. in any way. No, it, it, it hasn't because yeah. it's, like it's, it's a trade-based business. Yeah. So, you know, having that trade sort of uh, back, uh, you know, background being a tradesman, uh, hasn't but you still me. have to spend less money than what you earn, so you still have to that's have those right. basics. Yeah. I was very, I've always been commercial, and that's one of the reasons I've been successful. You know, mm. knowing, um, you know, how much to charge for a job, so that it's you know fair for I guess the end user, but fair for us being rewarded for our you know years of sort of um, knowledge and expertise, yeah. and then just caring about what we do, yeah. so that at the end of the day, uh, you know, a, a customer gives us a sort of. Uh, the right to look after the equipment, maintain it, fix it, install it, uh, that we take ownership of that. Yeah. And, and I, I have all through my life, we've had some great client, you know, clients, you know, uh, the best we've just had forever. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we're not the cheapest, but when we take ownership of it, like, you know, many times I've been out at midnight, many times I go to a job even now, um, uh, just to, I'm the quickest one there. It's, it's makes sense that I know the side. I can, you know, yeah. I'll go there. I think if we talk about the business and just add that little bit to it, it's not, you know, just putting in the air conditioning units and the uh, in because you do large industrial complexes. That's right. You and do that, schools, the yeah. big industrial complexes, the uh, the Phillip Island Penguin Centre, you know, yeah. but. One of the things that you actually showed us is the ongoing work, and so mm. it's not just maintenance. When mm. they ring up and say the air conditioning's down, you know, you've heard me uh, complain as enough yeah. times as mm. you know about this building, yeah. uh, you know, with the air conditioning being down. But you guys actually have all the panels there. You're, you're live twenty four seven. You know, you know when. Um, groups are using too much energy or mm. event isn't working as possible. It's all computerised for yep. you then. Yep. And you're showing us and your team mm. are actually showing us how mm. that's actually done. It's quite amazing. But your business is life. It's mm. 24-7, 365. It is, you know, yeah. so, so from that aspect, you must have an amazing team, as you said, because I'm assuming you're not necessarily going out doing the 12 o'clock call-outs anymore. No, but, 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 but if it come down to it, like, because uh, there's some people that still call me directly, then I'll call the on-call on technician yeah. uh, to attend. But sometimes I'll just make a decision, I'll just go and do that myself. Okay. Um, because I'm the quickest, you know, it could be, uh, you know, a town hall that they've got an event on and it starts in 45 minutes and um, rather than have somebody come from Geelong, uh, I can be there in sort of, you know, 20 minutes yeah. uh, and I know it's not, it's going to be something that I can, you know, easily fix. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still not scared of getting your hands dirty? Not scared of getting my hands dirty and, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm available as a business owner 24-7. Yeah. So anybody can call me at any time. It's not like you can't get to me because I sort of own the company. Uh, you can speak to me at any time. But what about when you're riding your bike around the Alps? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you have that call and divert. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. so, so when, I go on, when I go on holidays, I try to go on holidays properly. Yeah. So, uh, yep. yeah, there's a team there to sort of look after things. Yeah. So I, I do love the fact that also in in your warehouse, yeah. you've actually built a gymnasium. I have. And yep. it is a fully functioning, really, really yep. rip-snorting uh, gymnasium that's that you right. have there. Yeah. You have your personal trainer. It, it comes to you every, every day? Yep, every day, yep. five days a week. Yeah, so... Mm. And it's not just your gym and your boxing gym mm. um, and your workout gym. All your staff can use it as well. That's right. Do they? Not all of them, but yep. you know, probably sort of you know twenty five percent of them uh, use it. And, yep. You know, it's, it's always good to see. It's good to see when you see three or four people out there working and sort of you know they've connected up. You know, Sonos and they're listening to music and um, yeah, they're just working away. So it's it's good to see. Yep. So do you do you find a few of them are sort of early risers get in early and do it, or is it lunchtime? Because you you train at lunchtime, don't you? Well, not necessarily yep. right at lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like a train will come in at two o'clock. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're a little bit flexible like that. So, um, yeah. but it's you know five days a week, and it's like uh, it's a part of my um, you know it makes me feel good. You know, it's yep. good. Yep. So it's um, it's now you you know you're quite formidable in the in the old boxing ring with the yep. gloves on, mm. uh, have, and you do a lot of boxing training still. That's, that's predominantly how I train now. Yeah, so mm. it's uh, great for the cardio. Yeah. Um, you know, it must be intimidating for some of your staff watching nah, you. Watching not, at you. All. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, yeah. they know I'm a sort of man of love. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yep. you know, I was fighting masters right up till 2017. Yeah. Um, but uh, my wife said, you know, I, I better stop because she doesn't want me dribbling uh, and be look after me as I get older. Yeah, okay. Mm. So you, you, you did that for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, so 10 years I fought Masters. Yeah, okay. So mm. it's, uh, you must have enjoyed it. Loved it. Loved it. You know, yeah. I love it now. I hate the sort of uh, the build-up to it. Uh, but once you're in the ring and, you know, uh, fighting, yeah. uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, and that, I think that just shows the drive in you still, mm. uh, is that you're, you're obviously quite competitive by nature, but humble at the same time. Mm. So you're, you're a person who works unbelievably hard to get the actual, that actual success. Mm. So uh, has that flown through with the kids, you think, with yeah. Alan and Callum? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, yeah so it's... Um, they're, they're extremely hard workers. Um, you know, time will tell whether, like, you know, I grew up poor, uh, so they've grown up at a, a different sort of economic uh, way of life. Uh, so whether being poor is, is a driving force for somebody, you know, wanting things um, and they're sort of, you know, starting off on a, a good level already, uh, but time will tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we've talked about, I guess, the good moments and, and the love in the, in the business and going back to, I guess, when you first started with your father, can you talk about some of the hard times in the business? Um, can you talk about moments where you thought maybe this isn't for me? Um, have you had those moments? You know, we're talking about you, you've always been good at pricing and what's fair yeah. for mm. both sides, but mm. have you had those moments where cash flow has been tight and, and oh, you're worried many, about the many next Many times. Month? It's just a part and parcel of business. You know, you, you know we've, we've been very lucky, but, you know, occasionally somebody will go broke yep. and there'll, there'll be a large amount of money that you think, geez, you know... Um, but you're sort of uh, one foot in front of the other. You know, I've had jobs that sort of, uh, you know, uh, for various reasons uh, go bad in the sense that I mean commercially bad and you think, geez, what do I do? And you just keep pushing through and, and my motto is, you know, I'd rather deliver, um, I'd rather lose money than deliver a shit job. Yeah. Um, so you just keep pushing through and, um, you know, it, it just sort of, because of that, you know, 
that mental, you know, you just keep pushing through, it sort of... Balances itself it out. It balances itself out. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, and you get smarter and smarter as time goes on. So, um, but, yeah. So you had, you had Premier when you joined the business. Has it always been Premier when you started with your father? No, no. So we, we, we were called something else. Yep. And then sort of I walked away. I said to my uh, uh, father, I said, uh, I can't deal with this family bullshit anymore. Yep. Um, I'm leaving. I gave him two weeks' notice and then um, I left. Uh, he went broke about out of, uh, you know, 18 months later. Yep. Um, so, you know, uh, which w- wasn't good. And he didn't speak to me for six years. Uh, my father, even though I tried to, you know, from the start, keep a relationship going, but eventually we did uh, start speaking and, uh, you know, my dad had sort of married, married a couple of times. Uh, he was in a relationship with a, with, a, with a lady who loved him and she was good, but she couldn't deal with his alcoholism that become non-functional he got older. So she left him and um, she ran him up and said, look, your dad's in hospital, he was in Queensland. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just letting you know. I said, no worries. So I flew up the next day. I said to Dad, I said, you've got to come down and work for me uh, or come down and sort of uh, be with me and I'll take you for walks and we'll get you back on track. Otherwise, you're going to be in a nursing home. So um, anyhow, he said, that stint in hospital, he ran me up afterwards and said, all right, I'll come down to Melbourne. So he come down and actually worked so, um, for me. So I didn't actually think at the time that I was going to be uh, paying him. I thought he'd just come to the office and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so anybody comes in and he, he negotiates, <laughs> you know, how much are you going to pay me? Uh, what am I going to do? So anyhow, so I got him a desk and, uh, you know, set him up and, um, yeah. So uh, he moved in with my wife and I because um, by this stage of his life he's broke. Uh, moved in my wife and I. He eventually moved out and sort of lived with his, his uh, uh, mother-in-law, or yep. his ex-mother-in-law um, in Footscray and would sort of come to work. Um, and then, um, yeah. It, um, well, were there challenging times dealing with family in that regard as well oh, as growing the business at that time as well and, and finding the money? It's, it's not always easy to find money to just pay somebody to sit there yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, but, uh, you know... It, he wasn't the man at that stage that he'd been when he was younger. Yep. Um, but anyway, it was good to have him around. And I'd, you know, like I'd go to the, the, the cafes and I'd be proud going to my father and he'd always be cutting out bits of paper, articles that he wanted me to read. And, you know, I used to sort of feel quite proud as he'd uh, uh, do that. Yep. But yeah, eventually we went travelling overseas. Uh, Dad was staying at, um, living with that at, uh, us at that stage. And um, uh, we were away for uh, six weeks. So we came back and... Uh, um, you know, Dad says, uh, uh, where's my pay? I haven't been paid by you. have been gone. And uh, I lost it. I said, you haven't been to f- work for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no alcohol left in the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, that night he stormed out of the house and uh, at 10 o'clock at night time, uh, my wife said, you going to go looking for him? I said, no, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, he passed out in the, in the, um, in, in the local pub. And uh, so he was taken by ambulance to the hospital, and during that stay, which they, you know, dried him out, he was in for about um, six weeks, they discovered he had cancer. Yeah. Um, so he didn't live much past, you know, he came home for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
pretty much died six weeks uh, later. I guess especially you got to spend those last times working with him on a day-to-day basis, though. Yeah, no, that, 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 was, that was good. Yeah. You know? So so growing the business at that time when you started as well is, you know, we were talking before that you um, always bring an apprentice on a year. And w- yeah. when did that start, growing the team and, and actually sort of expanding the business? So when I left, when my father and I, when I left uh, Dad and I being in business together, I uh, just started from home. Yeah. You know, I just thought I'd just... To you know, put it uh, air conditioning in bulk stores. You know, being a, always knew I was a hard worker. It's been my biggest asset in life, being a hard worker. So uh, I um, just went to the local retrovision store. Um, said, look, can I you know put air conditioners in for you? Yes, great. I already knew them. I knew them. Uh, the people. Uh, a lot of people started calling me up um, and just offering me work, uh, which was you know I was grateful for. Uh, so I put an apprentice on straight away, yep. and then the, the second year, uh, w- within 12 months, you know, I had so much work. You know, I put on a mechanical plumber. Uh, you know, I bought a factory in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, and it just just got bigger and bigger. And you know, there's been times as a business I've been bigger than I am now. Yep. Um, it's just uh, you just sort of have to you know go up and down according to um, workload, the times, uh, opportunities that come along. Um, like our two biggest clients in the good old days of the vehicle industry were Holden and Toyota. Mm. Um, you know, they were sort of great days. Yep. Uh, you don't realise it when you're in those times, but looking back, um, they were good times. So as Tony was explaining before, we, we went into your office and we've seen, you know, how the new world is digitally and live. Yes. Yep. How was this sort of transition for you into a world that's, you know, now 24-7, you can see it online, you know, it was infographical to us um you know yeah. how did you sort of go moving into different times in that regard yeah so uh you know it's been challenging and i'm, I'm not sort of like uh, as au fait with computers and, and the it side of things as uh you know the rest of the the team especially the younger team coming through so it's, it's been challenging but it's sort of it's happened progressively so there hasn't been any sudden shocks it's just something that you know as a business uh we've known we've had to do and uh being a mechanical business, uh, back in 2013, or uh, I had a, a job I was doing, and we would typically we have specialist subcontractors yep. that do various parts of our industry. I met a um, another guy. Uh, for, he was working for Schneider at the time, and I said to him, um, "I said, have you thought of starting your own business?" And um, he said, "He has, but he's got you know two kids at home and you know uh, mortgage, all that kind of stuff." I said, "Well, if you ever you know think about wanting to start a business." Um, come and talk to me. So uh, he called me next week. Um, so uh, we he come out to the office. We had a chat, and I said, "Well, how about we start a business?" And we call it, you know, I'm, I'm called, we're called Premier. I said, "Let's start a business called Premier Automation and Controls, uh, and we'll um, tackle it. You'll have a percentage of the business." And um, so uh, we started up another business. So uh, he's got the ex- expertise on the IT, and he's got a team behind him that's got the expertise. Uh, so that supports the mechanical side of the business, uh, plus does its own sort of, uh, you know, stands alone by itself doing work, um, which is that sort of, you know, new age um, where you're basically controlling everything from lighting, security, doors, air conditioning, um, controlling the lot and being able to see it live. So, you know, you saw from your visit to the office. It's actually showing us turning yeah. on turning on the... <laughs> In Phil Bond. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. quite amazing. So we're able to sort of, you know, see like, you know, if a, if a, you know, if a, if a client's set up a certain way, like uh, it can be, we can get, you know, emails or, or texts saying that, you know, um, 
high temperature alarm or you know uh, something's failed so that we can then you know notify our client and say listen do you want us to attend or do you want to look at it yourself um, or it could be a case where the client gets the same email and they'll call us saying they want us to attend because it's beyond their um, you know capability to, to reset it or, or you know see what the problem is yeah I guess we've talked about the history and your journey. Um, what's next for you, Wayne, and, and what's next for Premier? Mm. So for, for, for now, we're, we're in a position to, you know, I've sort of still, as a, as a business, it's like it's on the cusp of the next level. Yep. Um, so now we're starting to go national. Um, you know, we're set up in South Australia. Um, You're working we, in the mines as well, aren't yeah, you? We're yeah, working in, uh, we've been doing the mines for sort of, you know, eight months and sending guys over to, you know, Western Australia. Uh, so three separate mines we've been doing, which has been you know fantastic for us, been fantastic for the team to to you know uh, do the fly in, fly out work. Yep. Um, you know we're doing work in New South Wales, um, so we've you know we've sort of partnering with a company in New South Wales, um, same as we're partnering with a company in South Australia, um, but it's called you know Premier South Australia uh, there, and you know Premier just in um, New South Wales. So um, yeah, so the idea now is to go national because we need to go national if we want to go um, be sort of a corporate and a, a national player within the industry. So that's our um, you know five year, five year sort of growth plan is to be you know national uh, by the end of that five years with our own team in each state. Fantastic. It, you know, it's 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 fantastic, but it's also fantastic the way. We've seen that sort of growth since we first met, mm. um, six, seven years ago now, probably yep. about seven years ago yep. so, uh, when we first met and seen that growth, but also seen your mindset of seven years ago saying, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep working and doing what we're doing to now, it's actual the true expansion, the, the, you know, the kids are no longer teenagers, yeah. uh, you know, they've come through, you're a grandfather, yeah. you, see, you seem to actually have that real burst of energy uh, as a young 20 year old starting out again. And it is because now it's setting up for the next generation, so my, my job now is like, uh, you know, I could retire now, mm. but my plan now is just to have it so that it's the best business it can be um, for the next generation to take over. Yeah. So, like, two of the kids are in the business out of three. Yeah. But the third one may come into the business. Yeah. You know, we've, we've as, as a family, spoken about that, you know. Um, so, um, yeah. Wayne, through your work ethic, your hard work, your love of family, mm. your love of life, mm. and making sure you also stay the fittest and healthiest mm. version of yourself, um, you know, uh, like a lot of really successful business people I know such as yourself you're also addicted to the endorphin rush of growing and looking after yourself physically mm. yes. uh, so it's actually a natural uh, it's a natural high mm. uh, that you live by every single day but I just want to congratulate you from what we've seen from observers from the outside mm. of how you have through good times through hard times kept everything together and inspired uh, those young Walshers mm. to actually come through mm. uh, the way they have because they are going to be inspiring and watching the, the watching them continually grow and prosper in the legacy that you helped form mm. is going to be amazing because they'll have their own journey mm. uh, within building Premier Air to that next level now mm. based on everything that they've learned from their parents. So mm. congratulations to well, you guys you. as well. And mm. we want to sincerely thank you for coming in today and sharing your unbelievably inspirational story. Terrific, Tony. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Jamie. 
Kafka and Bond podcast is a product from Kafka and Bond & Co., which we are an authorized representative of Gen Financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Kafka and Bond podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement, and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Kofkin Bond website, or you can find resources on the ASIC website and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Kofkin Bond and Co. and the hosts of the Kofkin Bond podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.